Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Abner's huge murder boner. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. Come to my house for dinner tonight. Come on, you're a Jew, you're a stranger. It's written somewhere that I should invite you to break bread with me. So, break bread with me, Ephraim. No. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> no. Nah. <laughs> Cue the theme song. Eventually, the Arab states will rise against Israel. They don't like Palestinians, but they hate the Jews more. You can't take back a country you never had. You sound like a Jew. Fuck you. I'm the voice inside your head telling you what you already know. You kill Jews, and the world feels bad for them and thinks you're animals. Yes, but then the world will see how they've made us into animals. You are Arabs. There are lots of places for Arabs. Home is everything. All right. The year 2005. We have... Senior Spielberg, the Mexican counterpart of Steven Spielberg. No, just kidding. It is Steven Spielberg. Hey, and we're going to cover some uh, murder of some Jewish people at the Olympics in this movie, action kind of spy thriller, Munich, uh, starring Eric Bana, James mm-hmm. Bond, uh, the great Dread Pirate Roberts, Jeffrey Rush from... Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Um, some other faces you would recognize. Michael Lonsdale. Yeah. I'm seeing lots of familiar faces, I, but names I don't, that aren't really I don't know the names, so but I know a lot of the faces. Yeah. Um, Daniel Craig is in this, and then also one of the guys who is uh, assisting Hines. them find the... Uh, yeah, you know him, but only by face. Like he's not. Yeah, that's yeah. Like so What's that guy's name that, that they <clears throat> helps them find the people? They yeah, that's Michael Lonsdale. Papa. No, no, not Papa. Oh, Papa. the other the French His guy. His son. Um, Louis. Louis is one of the villains from Bond movie. Yeah, that's right. And Daniel it Craig. It might be Daniel Craig's Maybe movie. Maybe they met here. Yeah, that's probably the first time actually, they were in yeah, the same movie. Actually, yeah, he, he wasn't the golden eye bad guy. No, but they actually but weren't the in others. the... I don't think they were in any scenes in this movie because pretty much Louis only met with Eric Bana. That's true. I think yeah, really no, right. they were the only ones that had scenes together. Yeah, interesting, interesting. But yeah, this go. is a cast is amazing. Yeah, it's and a great cast, and of course Steven Spielberg at the helm. You would not expect a lot of directorial issues. Yeah, um, no, I feel like the directing. If you're going to give this movie points, big points for anything, I mean the directing is amazing. The cinematography is amazing. The music is amazing. There's a lot of good performances. Some of the dialogue is like steel worthy in this movie. I love the scene between Abner and his wife where she says, I'm not the, uh, I'm not the hero's, I'm not the hero's uh, happy wife or whatever. And then she's like, I'm going to put up this with, I'm going to put up with this as long as I put up with it. Yep. I love that dialogue. Yeah, I'll put up with this until I don't. So I don't anymore. This until I don't. Yeah, yeah. That's great dialogue. That's yeah. just fucking beautiful dialogue because it makes her a very powerful woman who's saying that she's not just going to let her man do whatever he wants and she's just going to sit back and like support him. She's like, no, this is a marriage. Like, fuck you. So, yeah. So where we're at here is in 1972 at the Summer Olympics, which took place in Munich. Some uh, Palestinian uh, Arabs uh, decided to break in and murder a whole bunch of Israeli athletes. Uh, well, try to take them hostage. Um, so, I mean, you'd have to reflect back on the, the, the Palestine-Israel conflict, which has been going on for over 100 years. But uh, suffice to say that both are trying to carve out a place for themselves in the world. And there has been a lot of bloodshed over this. So this was one of the movements to try and um, by the, the PLO, the Palestinian Liberation Organization, who are... I don't know, from one people's perspective might be terrorists, from another's might be liberators, right? So um, anyway, some of that backstory we're not going to cover too much today because we're not... We're not uh, historians? We're not, eh, we're not historians. We don't want to say the wrong thing. We don't have any strong feelings one way or the other, I don't think. There's way too much in this yeah. movie to go into the history. Yeah, really. yeah there so, is. So, but basically we start with um, the assault on the Olympic Village and then quickly we get out of that as it starts to intensify in, in that kind of flashback story. And then we come to uh, this young man, Avner, who is a, uh, he was like a security uh, guard for the, now what was her title be? Um, well, he was, a, he, was a, he was a Mossad soldier that was a bodyguard as part of his duties of being a Mossad. Yeah, I feel like he was the, um, what do you call it? The, what's, what's the 
Guys Our body, Secret Service. He's like Secret, Secret Service, Service for, yeah. for yeah. Golda Meir, who was the the, the 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 president, the leader of Israel at the time. Lady who <clears throat> played the lady who plays her, uh, Lynn Cohen, looks exactly like the real life okay. Golda Meir, which is really interesting. So um, she does a great job too. So Mossad, who is the Israeli Secret Service, or or, or like the. Oh God! If I say CIA, that might be wrong. Anyway, they're like they're they're spy spy network. It is like the CIA, kind of yeah, like that. It yeah. is. Yeah. I don't know, like CIA or maybe the FBI or NSA. Network. They're an intelligence network. Yeah, thank you very much. So they want to go with someone who is low key but dependable and reliable um, to start whacking, not whacking off, but whacking um, the they're just in there whacking. Palestinians who committed these crimes 11 planned, i think they identified well, they, 11 they, they right. planned are supported or financed yeah. the, so anyone the that had attack, something yeah. to do with this because a lot of the guys <clears throat> who were involved in that on the palestine side were, were killed in action at that time mr white hat and all his buddies were just slain by um i think it was by german forces this is like the, they want they they want them to go after the leadership and they do yeah like anyone the, who had a hand in plan the leadership or the financiers like because that's what's so great about this movie is when they set him out, the the people they're killing are, are are like you know they they wear a suit and they they give lectures and they have children yeah. and they yep. they're not like these crazy bandolier bullet wearing radicals. Not on they're, the outside. No, they're but and they they put on a public face and Correct. they they give interviews to newspapers and yeah they're they're well known people but um, Assad have done their job to to collect the intelligence to know most of the people who were involved. And so they um, they select Avner as the team lead because of his, his kind of history with the the president, prime minister, lady. Um, and then also they uh, assign a whole bunch of other agents, quote unquote, who are not actual agents. They're just guys who have specific areas of um, subspecializations. Yeah. Um, because this is such a big operation, they cannot be caught or noticed. So... So as the movie starts to get into the, um, you know, the, 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 what do you call it? The, the clandestine operations. It's really, really interesting because these guys are not assassins or spies really at all. Um, and so it, it's, it makes it interesting for us as the viewers to go along with, with them as they are learning about, you know, <laughs> how, to, how to take people out. And their first couple of jobs that they get into are not clean not clean hits. And so part of their bumbling is something that ingratiates them to me in this movie and, and part of why I find them such interesting characters. I think that whole the whole first act of this movie is is incredibly well done. The acting is great. I love the way they introduce the characters. Yeah. I Especially love Jeffrey Rush when Avner goes in to sit down with the with the Gold Goldemeyer and, and the team and they're very strict. I think Avner tries to crack a joke and they're like now you should say something, right? And and it's all very embarrassing. And they know, I think they know or expect he's going to say yes. Or like he basically has to. You can't sit down for a meeting like that and say, no, I'm going to go back to my normal life. Um, so they know he's going to do it. And then that's pretty much what Jeffrey Russ says out of the corner. You hadn't seen him there before. He's like, you'll say yes. I also well, like. He says, and he says that thing where he's like, he's like, you have by tomorrow. Because if you don't say yes by then, you just won't. Yeah. I yeah. like I like when he also says it was good that you didn't ask questions. Yeah, like that. All that stuff is great dialogue. It's once again like it, it th that that scene is well written because uh, it establishes that everybody in the room knows what this is, and everybody in the room knows what the answer is, and and this is a formality. Mm -hmm. And it, it also shows a little bit of conflict on his part. She asks him the questions that he's afraid to bring up, like, your wife, you have a wife. Oh, and you have a baby on the way. Like, oh, you're going to be away from your wife for like a long time. But he never, ever speaks up about it. He just answers the questions like yes and no and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And I love the familiarity with where she says, you don't look like your father. You look more like your mother yeah. or whatever. I love that. That's you can actually all. see that actresses, you can see the pain on her face that she has to ask this young man to do this because I think they would have had a small meeting before, carved out a handful of people who fit the bill and Avner probably would have been quickly the top. And she, she like knows he's a, he's a good guy. Like at the end of it, I, he's, I, he's sensible. I did find that later on, Jeffrey Rush's character, I, f I felt like him saying out of place about their prime minister was that she didn't go to the funeral oh, because she yeah. was afraid of being booed. Yeah. I thought that that seemed later on as you see his character and you start to understand him where I felt like that was kind of out of place. Why would he fucking say that? That seemed like something inappropriate for him to say to this soldier 
about their prime minister, like that would be something he would have conversations with people higher up, maybe. Maybe he was trying to just be a little yeah. provocative. I, that's what I, I, I was, I, was I, I wasn't confused by it until the second time I watched it. And I was like, why the fuck would he bring that? It's good dialogue. Yeah. It did seem a little weird though. Like why just expose that? Yeah. It just seemed yeah. weird to expose it to him. Yeah. Because yeah. he's like, they're manipulating him to do what they want. Well, and I think maybe the, the reason was, it was more convincing for him to be like, she's like vulnerable. Like, this is like, like, she's not doing this from a place of strength. She wasn't really missing that thing. It's because it's like, like, this is like such a huge scar on the community. And like, she is just overwhelmed, I think, by the, by the whole presence of that it's, thing. It's great dialogue. For. Like yeah. I said, and Jeffrey Rush, I mean, like everything Jeffrey Rush comes out of his God, mouth is great. He, I love him. King's speech, even in Pirates of the Caribbean. We went back and tried to watch that a while ago. <laughs> he was still like great in it. Was supposed to be Ben Kingsley, eh? Really? Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. Oh, I bet Ben could have done a good job he too. He was though. supposed to be it, but um, there was some some changes to a movie that he had done, and then um, it hit some conflicting scheduling. I think ah. with his uh, Oliver's twist, ah. which I'm sure. Sorry, did Sir instead. Ben. I also like how they introduce um, all of the characters over a meal. Yeah. The one thing that was crazy that they happened on two or three occasions, maybe even more, is when they would sit down to eat, it was like a fucking yeah. Thanksgiving mixed with Chris, Christmas fucking meal yeah. with all the fixins, like giant pieces of meat and all these different sides and like all like it was amazing. The food they were it was crazy. I, I liked, like what kind of fucking who is cooking all that food? It just Avner. didn't didn't yeah, Avner was oh, the Oh, he the was chef. the cook. So right. it's kind of like I don't know. It was kind of like for me, it was a representation of like sitting down with family and closeness and, and all those guys were Jews. Well, that's enjoying a meal and, and having that camaraderie together. But it really smacked to me of like family dinner. And they keep coming back to that later in the movie with Papa because they like to have a big meal there. And yeah, yeah, that's right, too. Yeah, there's, there's a big a meal of, there. Like, there's a lot of heavy discussions that take place around those tables. So I think that the 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 fullness of the offering, I think, is like very commensurate with the level of discussions that they have because there's like some very philosophical kind of like moral yep kind of a you know if that's is, going around and is there. it just me or is that also kind of been is that more european like where the europeans like appreciate like the home cooking yeah, if and it was the, an american thing they'd just be bags of yeah it would, it would be kfc <laughs> buckets of kfc on the table yeah but and they, maybe for this time period too yeah was, i mean this is the 70s yeah yeah. So maybe I mean I like that. I think it's effective. I just I, I noticed that and uh, and they sure have shots of the food and them like plating. It's effective in bringing them together as a family. Like yeah. right then in that moment, they they are a family. You can see that they are harmonized. And right? whether they yeah. did it on purpose or not, they they cut the sound and they play music over them. Yeah, while eating they're the meal enjoying and, having their camaraderie and yeah. their talk, chatting and laughing and stuff. Yeah, really like that as an introduction to these guys getting to know each other. It really speeds up the process of uh, bonding them. But it also keeps it somewhat of a mystery to the characters because Daniel Craig asks a few pointed questions and no one a answers him directly. Like, why did they put you in charge? And Eric Banna changes the conversation and what do you do he's like well I worry the yeah. other guy says he makes toys right okay so, so all that was one thing that stuck out the second time is that the bomb maker who was a toy maker and then he used to defuse bombs doesn't tell them till after three or four four bombs that he's made that fuck up in different ways either too big or don't yep. work that he finally says after like them being doing this for like 10 months yeah. that he Doesn't was not them. was not a bomb maker. And they're yeah. like, what? And yeah. he's like, I wasn't a bomb maker. I fucking defused bombs. And they're like, what? Why? That came up then? Like how many that, times did they have to bitch at that guy about how shitty his bombs were? He doesn't admit it till like a year he, later He was in? probably trying to seem more competent than he actually was. Job well it, done. It got to Job him. well done. Yeah. <laughs> I still feel like that seemed like it was too late in the game for him to bring up. That should totally. have come much earlier. He's like probably, after the first bomb. I viewed that as a character flaw, hang, not, a, not, a, not a story flaw. I just No, I just think at the beginning when that bomb didn't kill the guy with the phone and they he said it was too weak, eventually he doesn't up dying in the hospital yeah. but he could have said i don't fucking build bombs i defuse bombs like right there and then he's like this is like new to me yeah but he's probably super uneasy like he's he's he doesn't want to be like fired from the team or yeah he wouldn't have the confidence he's he's on the job they know obviously the people who picked him knew yeah. no yeah i just um, feel like all of this time they spend together and and getting to know each other that that would come up 
Yeah, I, that's they, all. Because that's they all. were playing it so close to the chest at the start, and then you know you'd get in the groove. Like none of them were what they said to be. Avner wasn't a leader of an assassination group. Daniel Craig, what was his job? Can you guys imagine driver. if we hung out? If we hung out like on a daily basis and lived together for ten months, and, and like said, none of I us can't podcast, and none of us knew, <laughs> and, and and none of us knew what the other one did before before you this. Don't, you don't know what I. Th- do. That's gonna come up in conversation. You, that think, he defused bombs is gonna come up. He's making bombs for the team that's a conversation they're gonna have yeah they make toys what kind of toys bomb ones <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the ones that blow up children's <laughs> hands and they have no fingers ouch ouch um so the other character i love in the early days and you don't get to see him again is the accountant i want receipts <laughs> that guy's fucking hilarious i want receipts we put some money in the account. You take it out. We put more in. I want three seats. It's not your He's money. It's very. Uh, it's very. Uh, if it wasn't made by a filmmaker by a Jew and written by a Jew, it'd be very racist. Uh, you can't. <laughs> a non-Jew couldn't have wrote the uh, the penny pinching accountant's character. That's that's a more of an attribute of accountants, I think. Than yeah, the, I suppose. Uh, but the fact that he's Jewish doesn't add to the or doesn't detract from the humor. <laughs> no, no. The humor. I think it's a it's a nice wink. By I kind of I laughed at that for for both reasons. So did I. And yeah. I Spielberg's doing that on purpose. As I a former think. accountant, that's how I saw it. Yeah. The the <laughs> actor he picked and the and all that stuff too is he was great. With I mean the book the and casting, the slamming the book and the dust and the papers flying. I don't know. I I always like bookkeepers. Usually aren't maybe they are that disorganized. It's, no, it was nineteen seventy three. Yeah, that's so. true. Just slamming his book shut on his. I desk. mean, that's the other thing too. It's a it's a period piece, so it's 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 also great i mean the music and it looks the cinematography looks good yeah and uh the first time that they shoot that guy i really love how he they ask his name and then he says it and then they pull out their guns and he like steps back yeah and then they cock them and then they're pointing and and he asks his name again and the other guy's like he just fucking told yeah. us and then he's name. like what do we do what do we do and the guy yeah. the bad guy or whatever the guy starts like to pat the hand the, the gun, gun down. down and it's it's such a tense scene and then they just fucking and shoot I mean him that, through his groceries and the milk and all that stuff with the blood that's so great imagery they, like, they, they he did that i mean that's so so, so spielberg like super clear milk though did you see it yeah yeah it didn't look milky i know he, he was trying it's a it's a it's a smart idea for for what he was doing to try and contrast the blood against the white and yeah and then carl goes in there to pick up the shell casings after and he's all he's all calm it's it's so interesting to see them go from like why is he picking up the shell casings that was confusing to evidence, me man so yeah it's just getting rid of evidence i know but they 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 shot, both shot him four times he, he went and picked up every shell and isn't him going there and exposing his I fingerprints our footprints our dna to the i know dna didn't work no. back then but isn't that more dangerous him just sticking around he could well. He doesn't have a gun, and he didn't fire anything. So I know, yeah, but him he could have said he stumbled across. If the police show up. Yeah, he's got plausible deniability. Yeah. I, think. I, I guess, w- but I you just don't want to put yourself on the radar when you're doing these missions. Yeah, just, but you have to put yourself. There's going to be risky situations. But is that that guy's job? Was he there to go? And, was he supposed to That's go? His job was to worry. Yeah, yeah. I think he he's kind of like the cleanup guy afterwards. Make sure that. Oh, he's the uh, what do well, you call it? Said, the cleaner. He said it's his job to worry. So I get the impression that that is his to job to keep him from getting caught. Yeah, yeah, is to. He's a detail guy. He makes. Why sure do you have milky, milky blood on your pant legs? <laughs> oh, I just stand in a puddle picking up shells. Yeah, that's all I do. I don't know. I just thought that was kind of weird. I would think that he'd be outside for a few minutes after the murder, and then if no one came running out, he'd be like, probably safe to go peek. And then he goes in. There's no one there. There's no commotion. No screaming. No crying. He's like, I'll just grab these and. It did occur to Always. me how you couldn't do all this shit now with cell phone cameras everywhere. No, God, no. Like running through the streets after like an obvious explosion or gunshot. Also, People would be taping it from windows above all the time. This guy's face would be up like the first or second murder. Them, them yeah. running, running out of the scene and putting guns away and stuff was also amateurish. Yeah. Which I they like. Are yeah. No, that's what I mean. Yeah. I, I, I think that's okay. Uh, I don't know if they ever seem to get like really comfortable with it. They, I don't think they do. They, they, it's Dude. it's neat because their personalities seem like they're 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 building some confidence, but they're still incompetent even by the last hit they try. Yeah, where they yeah. kill the kid by accident. Well, not by accident, but they kill the kid. He and was going to shoot them. Yeah, well, it's true. They they save their own lives, but I don't think it sits too well with them. They killed a child soldier. Like fucking Avner is not good at the end. Like it's obvious that this shit weighs on them. Like it's obvious a that they are amateurs. They're not like soulless <laughs> merciless 
fucking killers, right? They're they're out there to do a job that they feel I think the moral correct yeah side of, but there's no peace in doing this work. It's no. it's almost like a huge sacrifice because you're undergoing huge mental trauma for what you'd consider to be the greater good, I guess. And, and this movie is long, but they they do they do a fairly decent job of getting to the next thing quickly. They don't. There's not a lot of wasted time in between things, which is good. There, there is it does start to drag near the end but the one scene that i wanted to talk to you guys about other than uh well we'll talk about the good first so the uh scene where they're gonna blow the guy up with the phone and the truck i saw someone do a breakdown on that scene uh spielberg talks about it in the spielberg documentary mm. what he had to do there with the way where he set up the cameras and what he shows the audience is he has to explain the geography of the street and where everyone is in relation to the front door, to the window, so what they can see and what they can't see. Yeah. He has to establish that before, and then that way the audience can enjoy all of the things where they run and they they, they do the phone and the car comes back. Yeah. It's really, really a fucking that's, school in, in directing. It's so great for the tension that that scene brings. That's exactly what so it... So great. And it's not cheesy or... No, chancy, not at all. Like the family comes back to the home, but you don't you can understand how they wouldn't see it happening. And only one guy could. And then he's like, well, even has happened, no one's looking. It's... Oh, man. Will and Carl and him are both running to the car. super tense. Yeah. And the guy's like just turning around to watch the explosion as he's getting ready to turn the key. I, I like that crazy. he also... They didn't be cheesy about it and have him have the key in and half turning it. He was still trying to, to get it in when they showed up. You, you don't need it to be like one second on the bomb for there to be the tension there. No, that's you not just the need tension the tension, from. right? Yeah. It's just that it can happen. Yeah, yeah, that it was close. Even yeah. that it was it was seconds away. It didn't have to be one second away. Yeah. But again, that scene is great in showing their like their capacity for like moral upstanding fuckingness or whatever the fuck. Yeah, like it just the way that they care about that. Because a lot of movies, like it just I don't know, and maybe I've just been tainted or whatever. But a lot of movies, you feel like the kid would be. Um, just collateral damage, right? Yeah. They'd be like, the, the target is the target, and we can't worry about that. Well, even the scene, they even like make it even, they go further because they have the scene before that where he's interviewing that guy and he's doing, he's taking the diameters of the phone with his pen, and the girl comes in and they have a little visual interaction where she plays the piano and they smile at each other, and he realizes that he's going to make her a fucking orphan. Yeah. She, yeah. He's going to kill her father. That's a great scene before yeah. the bomb scene. That's a, a great scene for the audience. It's a great scene to show what the characters are like, know the consequences of that's their a, actions. That's a constant theme um, across because then you get the scene in the hotel where Avner actually speaks to the guy in the next room. And he like offers and it, like, him, he's nice to him. He's he nice. Offers they have him a, a conversation. Like you can just, it just blurs the line between like these people being straight evil and that stuff's necessary because the Palestinians get painted with this evil brush <laughs> quite a bit. Yeah. And having that guy in the hotel room just be a person is nice. Yeah. And you, Brent, saying that, so that's the other scene I actually did have a problem with. So the first chinks in the armor for me happened when they get double booked and we all believe that Louis did it on purpose because Louis was pissed at him. Mm. Yeah. They, they double book their fucking safe house with some Palestinian guys. The, so that scene's okay where they're pointing the guns, but the scene between Abner and the other guy, and and maybe this was 15 years ago, but I would have gone a different direction and gone more like they, rather than having conversations about like, you know, the conflict and whose land it was and how they're going to win it back. I think that should have been where those two guys actually got along yeah. and hung out and had a cigarette and talked about their families or something are like you know we're kind of friendly because then when they shoot that guy and he sees him it's not just this cliche like we will take back the land and this will be our land i think that was a big misstep on his part i didn't mind it it shows that everybody like every terrorist is somebody else's freedom fighter kind of idea that's i know right. but we know yeah. we know this already that's all been established and so but having them really explain a lot when it, he says that whole when he has that whole uh, part about when he's like uh like we don't have a home. Like you don't understand this. Like we don't have a home. That stuff is not said anywhere. But else, you I could have said it. You could have said it in a way that was more less like we're gonna kill everybody and then they'll know that because we, we're gonna get our home back. That's what I'm saying. Is it, the the rhetoric of his 
was the cliche rhetoric of like, I'm going to have kids and their kids and they're going to, my kids are going to kill everybody and we're going to kill everybody until we get our land back. And it could have been about them getting a home, but not as, uh, I guess I could see what you're saying. The cons, and the Eric conflict. Bana was a little bit um, adversarial in that conversation. And obvious. Yeah, it was It was a little too obvious because he's like, you sound like a Jew. He's like, fuck you. I'm just saying what your mind already knows. And I'm and like, like, why eh, does he think he's a German? Uh, and he's and a little hard line for just having a casual conversation trying to drive out of a guy like why he feels so strong. And also, can he not tell based on some their appearances and the way they talk and the way they dress and stuff that probably they all are Jewish? That seemed you'd, weird you'd too. Wonder, yeah, it was well, just like except for Daniel Craig, you'd be like, you don't look very Jewish. <laughs> okay, him, but the rest of them, it was just like it was like uh, it was like a fucking retirement party in Florida. Like, what the fuck? How did those guys not know? How did those guys not know? Yeah, like that, that seemed like real weird that they like weren't suspicious. And the, even the conversation with Abner, and he called him German or something. Yeah, I think so. But was his accent German? Um. I don't even know what is no. his accent. Who Avner's? Yeah, it's like Israel. He's Israeli. German Jewish, so they they wouldn't be far off. Jamush. But <laughs> he's like, it'd be like a um, like a, Euro, a traveling European, like originated in the Israel region, and and you know. The I guess just because he's a betraying a Jewish person who was in the Mossad the whole time, I, I feel like it's obvious, and that guy should notice. But maybe yeah. that's just like not the case. Maybe he is he doesn't come off that way. And and I don't from know. the intensity of their interaction when they first run into each other, they all have guns on each other. They say they're with different groups. And uh, they all stand down. So, you know, maybe it's in light of the back of their brains. They're subconscious saying we don't want to be fighting and killing right now. It makes it easier for them to accept. I don't know. I I didn't think about that scene too much because it does go on a bit. It does add a bit more gravity when they go to when the... (laughs) The, the what's the old and guy's I don't name? Know Not if, Carl. The other yeah, and guy. I don't he know. Takes if, the grenades up to. What was his motivation? What was his motivation? I think to he just wanted that. to do something. Hans, he hadn't really done much in terms of being active in the force. I think he wanted to be the one to go up and and do this one to prove his his salt to the group. Pretty. It seemed pretty risky for. Oh my god! Insanely risky for his uh, character. Yeah. yeah, that fucking door blew right the fuck Can, off yeah. on top. Of and him. that guy like was gonna pull a gun on him. Yeah, it was a dumb move. Yeah, all that was really dumb, but it did just didn't seem believable. But it everything but it, else it, it seemed supported believable. The, the the shoddiness of their operation, like even more. I wondered if that was the one hit that was one too many because if you had cut yeah. that scene where they ran into the Palestinian group and that hit, which is like one of the weirder hits for for character motivation. Yes, totally. Maybe that would have worked a little bit better because then you we get the other time. hit. And yeah, some I of, saved a little time. In yeah, this two yeah, hour, totally. I, I agree because also when they're shooting that guy who he did have the conversation with, the directing was really bad there because the guy was standing frozen like a dummy in the street doing nothing, and then they drove by and shot three and missed him, and then they finally drove past him and hit him. And I was like, "Was that guy just? He was just standing there with his arms yeah. out, like shoot and me." And the angle of the, the angle of the drive past where the gun is out the window shooting. It doesn't work for for the yeah. Game, I think he which I understand is a safety in the car in front of Daniel Craig's face. Yeah, and Daniel Craig doesn't even blink. No, and much less say you would be. Holy deaf. fuck! I've got <laughs> tinnitus now. I oh. was shooting yesterday, and I had I had uh, the earplugs in as well as my earmuffs, and it's still fucking loud. So a, a, a car, a gun in a car. With all that confined space sound, would like pop the windows I, probably. Yeah, they should have had like yeah. three days of scenes where they're just I, going. I, what? <laughs> I, yeah, so <laughs> I, I I think that would have cut out. That would have probably if you would have cut out that hit and that scene where they double book. I bet that's fifteen minutes at least. Yeah, because we then still that's have down the great to two scene. and a half hours. We still have the great scene where they um they go into the other country to do it. Is it in Israel? No. Is it in France? I don't remember where they go. They go to the country where Louis doesn't want them to go. Norway. No, oh, it's not Norway. But it, they, then no, they, they go the, to no. It's the Middle East. They yeah, go to like maybe, Beirut or oh, something. Yeah, Beirut. Yeah, it is yeah, Beirut. Yeah. yeah, and then they have the Mossad agents that show up and dress up as Norway. women. That whole scene, that whole five minute scene, it's is awesome. So intense. And I know. Awesome. It's so good. Like all and I knew you were gonna like that when I saw smoke, it again last night. They I was just like, smoke those terrorist guys like, and it's brutal. The first guy they they. They blow the door off and they can't find him and he's under the door and the guy like sits up like, what's going on? Then they very, very unsafely 
one of the Mossad soldiers stands like two feet away from this guy and has two other agents in the backdrop oh, of yeah. where he's aiming and he squeezes like five automatic rounds from an Uzi into the guy's chest. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah, you could easily plug that guy's feet. At the beginning yeah. when they shoot that wrestler, it goes right through his body and tears the drywall up. Correct. Same shit could have happened with that guy's legs. Yeah, it's a smaller caliber here. But um, but still, that was very dangerous. Uh, and then also, then they it gets cold. crazy with the wives and stuff. And some of them, they they take their wives away. And yeah, and the other ones like, they just bust in and that's both the down. stuff that's so crazy. Well, yeah, well the one they just shoot him and his wife because I don't know what happens there. And then the other guy shoots at them, and then they go in the glass door and they they mow them down. And yeah. then their sons there, and he's like, he no, 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 don't popped. shoot him. Yeah, Abner saves like, that, that kid's. Life. I mean, that kid, like, that kid's fucking going to come back. You just made yeah. a terrorist. Yeah, you 100% made a terrorist. Well, I think... You, as fucking... By rights, if you're that kid, and they did that to your fucking family right in front of you, yeah, Abner, 100% I'd Abner be a terrorist. And, um, What's uh, that movie where Ephraim. he kills that guy's dad, and then he says, uh, someday you're going to feel something That's Kel Bell. It's Kel Bell. Godfather 2, they try and kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think it is. And he, he, he won't he let him. He wants to kill him. Yeah, and he says someday you're gonna feel. No, it's not Godfather. It's, it's Kel Bell. Else. It's Kel Bell. She says it. To yes, oh, yes. Yeah, you're, right. Right. you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. She says yeah. one day. She's like, if you feel sore about it, I'll be waiting or yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah, that's what I always think about whenever someone leaves a kid. Totally, they yeah. should say that. That's actually a great well, that's Tarantino what, dialogue. That's what um, Avner and, and uh, Ephraim talk about later on, and he says like, we've killed this leadership, and they're being replaced with worse people. And then Jeffrey Rush is like, well, I cut my fingernails; they'll grow back. Mm. But yeah, I know those are fingernails. That's some great dialogue too. That stuff is really great, even though that comes at like my so, least favorite part of this movie. So I agree that I think I think we're all saying there's a little too much. They they should have gotten rid of some of this. Like they, it's just too long, man. And some of this stuff is yeah. like redundant, is thick. It's, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't all need to be so fucking thick. Like yeah, it's. I feel like you could have been more dynamic in less time than this ends up being. It ends up being very slow creepy buildy movie the whole way and like there's scenes like we're talking about that Beirut scene which is very exciting there's like there is that scene's gotta shit. stay yeah, yeah. yeah no I'm not saying cut that I'm saying there are stuff in, in throughout the movie that is exciting or whatever else but overall the, the, the tone of the movie is just so there's a lot of it's like walking through honey. Yeah, there's a lot of sidetracking. Everything when he goes to meet Papa at the host, there there's some good dialogue and there are some important conversations. But then you also have them going to the Amsterdam to kill the hit girl nice. to get revenge on their right. guys, right? Which is like all scenes I kind of understand. That's the only first time that I saw them being very very cold-blooded and professional. Yeah, like so they were. They, they killed Carl. That would have they, been. They didn't speak. They didn't speak to her at all. They came in. They fucking got their shots off. And then they like... And then the one guy was like, leave her uncovered. Yeah. That's the first time you saw them actually appearing like cold, cold-blooded cold hitmen. And you know... The only they, time you ever get that they kind of cross that line between still being human and just being inhuman. And they also Hans... Got those cool little punch guns. Yeah, right? And see, this is where Hans comes in with his punch gun and does her in the forehead last. Out yeah. of nowhere, the other two guys are like unscrewing and reloading. So instead of Hans having that bumbling grenade kill, instead he walks in out of nowhere and is just like, boom, yeah, through her head. Like that yeah. would have maybe made his character like, whoa, 100%. that guy yeah. hasn't done shit. I agree. Cut that whole other shit for that. John's yeah. right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it yeah. Makes there's no, there's no doubt in my mind, and it makes the movie shorter. Yeah, and you're it's it, the redundancy because <laughs> there's the redundancy of it. Yeah, honestly, that's the reason why because I, I fucking dreaded watching this, and I remember liking it. Right, the, I'd yeah. only seen it once, but I remembered liking it when it came out. Yeah, I was huge into this when it came out. But I was like, fuck, because I also did remember that it had this pace, right, yeah. and that it's long and has that pace. And I will say that despite it being long, it actually didn't feel as long as it is. It's true. It's, it's true because the when the action happens and the tense, the the, the tensicity, no, the tenseness, tension, the the, te the tension, <laughs> tensosity. <laughs> when it's when it, the, the gauge is up that high, um, it makes it like worthwhile. It's almost like a payoff every time you 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 feel like you've been getting bored. Then they work it up, they work it up, and then boom! Is like Spielberg does this kind of action so great. Mm -hmm. Um, it's also but, very realistic. It feels yeah, like it does. that when they do the siege in Be Beirut and they, those the silence weapons, one of the things I'm surprised you haven't mentioned yet, but I'll mention for you is the, the silence weapons are loud. They are. They're not, not as loud. Not when they shoot the street light. 
Yeah. No, but when they shoot those, that's like when they shoot the guys, yeah. like with their silence weapons in their wigs. At the, yeah, that that at shit's the, fucking not quiet. No, they, it's they, fairly loud. Pretty well, and then they don't overuse suppressed weapons uh, too too much, which is. And when they shoot that blessing. bed and it starts on fire, could that actually happen? I couldn't tell. I, I'm thinking they, they hit something in the black in the backdrop, a lamp or something that maybe a piece of the lamp exploded and. That was just the fire. heat of the bullet started the sheet. I don't think that can happen. The bullets it would have lead, the so muzzle flash like, like they're not carrying fire they're not using incendiary rounds to my knowledge that would be fucking overkill. oh my god but that would send a <laughs> message wouldn't it yeah the action is like deadly realistic especially now going back to the athletes um, when the when the Palestinian group breaks in there and like shoot the guy through the mouth the, the guy gets stabbed in the forehead by a wrestler another guy Steel is gonna escape. This is the saddest for me in the opening of the movie when he's like thinking of escaping and he's ready to go out a window and then he thinks he can help and help he does. He kills a, he kills a guy, he grabs a gun, but he then he makes the mistake. The yeah, he makes the mistake of running in and not shooting, trying to negotiate or whatever. And you can tell the the Arab guys are just like shoot him, shoot him, shoot him, shoot him now, and so, they fucking light his ass up. There are so many bullets as it fades out. It's a bit of overkill. That guy is that guy's son that plays that guy. The guy who shot through the mouth. That's. The wrestler guy that does the knife thing, I thought it was that guy. Oh, I thought it... Because it's the, the wrestler's kid plays the wrestler in the movie. Okay. I, I thought maybe I'm wrong with the guy. I thought I, that's a guy. I just watched something earlier. It was the guy who gets shot through the mouth oh. first who ends up dying. But oh. yeah, it was his son who portrays him in the movie. And like, imagine the imagine the mental gymnastics that would take to walk through your father's... Yeah. But also like a nice moment. That guy that, they, that has the chance to escape and comes back... Um, fucking super heroic moment like he just and it's it's a split second you see he's about to go and then he's like no he's like can't leave him yeah i just yeah it it, that's really sad so i always wonder like in this movie in particular when you're watching those scenes and there are other movies like this when they're getting actors to play hideous roles like you need to recreate this character this murderer who did things that you don't believe in but you're going to portray him on screen and it has to be believable like the conversations between Spielberg and the writing the writing staff and, and these actors must have been like super intense to get them all to come to grips and eventually walk out of this feeling like they did something important, mm. a, tr- a retelling of the story in, in a way that, you know, will will shed some light on some of the horribleness that's out there. It'll be like DiCaprio and, and, and uh, Goggins and all those guys in Django. Like, yeah. it's just not easy to do that type of material. When people were... But it's important yeah. to do that. People well, were critical well. of Spielberg, especially the Israelis and people of Jewish faith because they said that he was making a film that that was um too that was too um like they didn't they didn't use the word but like it was too almost too it was too uh fair it was Mm -hmm. like both sides are wrong and like obviously people on those camps don't want to think they're just as bad as the other camp and that's kind of the way the movie portrays it right yeah so they're pissed because they're like how can you be a jewish person and make a a film how you're saying that we're all the same like fuck you but but uh, i feel like that was the bravery of of him making this story and yeah i can't disagree with that because it's it's the guy who made schindler's list so it's also the guy who made munich so in that respect accuse him of being shallow-minded right he's he would have had uh, yeah not being partisan or yeah um i think those are just hardline people who don't just don't like the way that you explained how he's telling the story with it you know he's showing they're not just vicious mindless killers I wonder um, if that CIA, CIA like thing happened where they tried to kill that guy on the street and the CIA interfered with them. I don't know. I would love to find out if that was true, but I, that was an interesting Salami. scene. I like that scene. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. That's like where they I mean, start to get killed. Exactly like that. Yeah, that plays exactly like they're protecting. Black and so people. was Honeypot. Do you guys think the CIA hired Honeypot to like kill them so they wouldn't take another another run at Salami? I don't, I don't know. That's don't the only know. thing that makes I, sense to me. The CIA would have known that it was an Israeli operation. It would have been a big thing for them to do that. Well, that's why they used the honeypot because she's not associated with the CIA, but so they hire be her. Super easy to track. Like, well, they did she, track her. But. That's what I mean. Is like she's she's not such a fucking. Um, She's not an enigma. Did should, she doesn't she say like too obvious of a person to pick for the CIA. Like well, then who? Then who? Dutch the Palestinians, I would guess, they would be you know, tapping their network to get some people after these spies. And but, once they'd start to ID them, there would be hits out on their lives, and a Honeypot would be like, "Oh, 
I saw the the weekly call for files. I can get this these guys. Louis did say though that the CIA was giving them money to 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 stay away from Americans, and they weren't asking them what they were doing with the yeah. money. So that no, doesn't seem like on the up and up. He also said it was only after all that shit. Yeah. So it wasn't like they were complicit beforehand and any Correct. of that stuff. It was just like afterwards they were like, these guys are a problem that need to be managed, and we're managing it this way. Yeah. I, I guess I just don't believe in. Uh, the sanctity of these uh, intelligence agencies to be like on the right side, like the no, and you're not CIA wrong. gave hundreds of millions of dollars to Osama bin Laden. CIA sold their own people fucking drugs. That's what I'm saying. So it's like to to think that they wouldn't send Honeypot after them it, yeah. to like stop them from killing a guy that they had in their good graces that they were using, like just, a man. Yeah, I guess I just don't know. It happened right after that, though. Correct? Was it not the night after that plan was foiled that their men get killed? Because hmm. Honeypot doesn't kill the guy on the bench. No, she tries to kill Abner. And those guys like even went she as tries far. To get Abner, she gets Carl. Those guys even went as I far Carl got a to before he went out to erase. Mm. Those guys even went as far to erase any doubt in their minds that it was the CIA by giving them the finger as they drove by. Like fuck you, we stopped you guys. Yeah, yeah. Because they're they're playing up the act the whole time that they were just a bunch of drunks, yeah. and then they get in the car and they're smiling and being like fuck you. So like I don't see how those guys wouldn't go further than that well, i mean that's what drunk guys would do too. yeah yeah no i, I no, they were they were admitting it that was an admission i don't think i believe that but i could see it i wouldn't be it's surprised just, it if happened someone right, said that happened it just happened right after yeah Co correct like the very yeah. next scene they're in the hotel i'm pretty sure bar, that's right. right yeah i'm pretty sure that's right so like i don't know I, it could have definitely i we have i'd have to look it up and see if any of that is even true yeah because yeah, i don't even a lot of people complain that this movie was also inaccurate yeah, yeah. i would i would expect i would expect that you'd have to embellish somewhat on on all this stuff like and who would know normal, for real yeah. what what agents or or whatever were sent after these men like they could have been the best Mossad agents there were instead of this ragtag group but i see i don't mind this right it, it you keep the parts real that are like documented and publicized, like the attack, the Olympic footage. And, and then you make up the rest. And then you make up the rest to fit the narrative. That's, that's what, yeah, fine. and that's what everyone does. And well, still be about, respectful. Think about Moneyball, the fucking Philip Seymour Hoffman character is... is oh, yeah. yeah the coach like in was real actually, life was for yeah. it, right? I, I'm yeah. just, I'm not complaining about them doing that. I, I'm just starting to wonder, and we'll, I'll have to look into it myself, what, what actually aspects are we? I always like to go back and look and see what's real and what's not. I think yeah. a lot see. of this stuff yeah, boils yeah. down to um, like people's, people's uh their problems with the script their problems with the movie their their problems with the inaccuracies whatever else good art's gonna have problems if, there's mm -hmm. gonna be at least half the people that hate good art if if you if if everyone was happy it wouldn't be good right supposed so, to challenge. so let's yeah, talk about so discussion. let's talk about what we didn't like about unit because i think we've been giving being Two very fair five minutes well yeah, yeah first of all long. it is the length is outrageous and so when you have this much good action in a movie you're gonna have to do the wind down, right? You gotta do the lead up, the storytelling lead up, and they, they are good to instill some action immediately, but then they do this, the gradual introduce Avner and the ragtag crew before there's any other action. But you gotta have the wind down, and after two hours and 20 minutes of intense shit, you get to the final 20, 30 minutes of the movie when he goes over to America and starts doing all this stuff, and that shit drags. The PTSD scenes. Oh my god. Okay, so here we go. So there's a scene yeah. when <laughs> Avner decides uh, Avner now throughout this movie has been having flashbacks to the perspective of the uh, athletes, right? And you get to see bits and bits and bits until the very end of the movie when it shows the final moments of those people's lives. But to tell that story of these people <laughs> in the final moments in the helicopters when it's all going to shit and even the scared Arab guys are shooting them in the chopper and then getting sniped by them, whatever. So Abner is dreaming about this, reliving this in his brain as he is hate-fucking his wife. Sexy. And as the final death blows are given to the men in <laughs> in the choppers, he's like, uh, uh. <laughs> Yeah, there is sweat on you. I was having this conversation with John. There is literally no it's, way you can interpret the way that Spielberg shot and edited this, other than the fact that the only way that Abner can now get aroused and come is if he thinks about <laughs> the Jews being murdered in Munich. 
That is the only way he can now have sex. I can't describe it in There's any no, other way. Yeah, that, like, explain it. There's no other no. fucking way to explain it other than that this guy is coming to <laughs> them being shot in a chopper, and that's how he comes. And then his wife's like, I love you. I got and, it. I got it. All right, do it. So. Yep. Okay, I need to build it though. It's here, but I gotta build it. Is this it. about so, the murder boner? <laughs> kinda. So that's the thing is that he has all of this like, like uh, guilt and PTSD about all the violence and murder and shit that they've done the whole time. Yep. And the only way he can wash that over is by thinking about how horrible those murders are. So yes, you're right. He can only come by thinking about those people being killed, but it's for the right reasons. Does that make it better? No, no, no it does not. I, mean, <laughs> I think that makes it worse. His poor wife. Like, yeah, and you know what? What is she supposed to think? The way it was she edited. She's getting railed pretty good the, by a super I, sweaty guy. If I've seen it twice now recently, and the way it was edited, he and he starts to get turned on when he starts thinking about it. And then as it goes on, he gets more and more into it. And then he's like sweats flying off of him as he's like come screaming as the murders are happening it's I'm like screaming. it doesn't make any sense it doesn't uh, it doesn't make any sense oh. and then and and did you guys notice there is a cut where he is dripping his sweat it looks like he just got out of the ocean yeah and then the next cut his wife's touching his face and there's no sweat on him yeah and i was like what the fu- where the fuck is sweat no, go? See, like when he's all a dream <laughs> when he's hanging over her like in the throes of his ecstasy and his final moments of pulsing uh she's like touching his face and he's like frozen which would be so fucking creepy i'd be like my partner just had a seizure on top of me call 911 <laughs> yeah. there's something about the way that like she reacts to that which is nice and tender that she's touching his face it's just did he have to like <laughs> did he have to be obviously daydreaming that shit while he's blowing it like for me if i was having in the midst of sex while then started thinking about a super traumatic experience i would imagine i'd have freeze face and soft boner and then she could just be like what happened you just popped out of me not like you fucking yeah yeah like yeah, me- if i even think about getting milk at the store for a minute yeah, i'm starting to you're lose done, my boner right? i'm like definitely i yeah i guess you're right it's it's totally the fucking it's me weird. and john said it's you could have me and john weird. said you could have saved it maybe if you would have had his wife um trying to have sex with him cuz she hadn't seen him in a long time or she was she was like she was trying to get some and he was trying and then he started thinking about it and he couldn't Froze or and whatever. he flipped over and she was like are you okay and that's what he was thinking about then that's okay but this way is much worse <laughs> it is and the only other thing you could think of maybe is and my other explanation the only other one i could come up with is is that he is hate fucking his wife yeah so his wife, who just had his kid, who's this beautiful woman who's waited for him, he's taking out his anger and f- hate on fucking her. That's fucked up too. So either fucking way. Maybe, and she's not returning. That. Maybe he's actually into Palestinian guys. <laughs> Whatever the case right? might be. And that's what he's thinking about Palestinian guys. I'm just saying, I don't understand like, how this... This is how I come. I just don't understand how this was not a bigger deal when the movie came out. Like, there, is there critics who are like, what the fuck? You just you don't <laughs> think about it. Scene? A big part of the end of this movie was just people scratching their heads. Yeah, going, I don't know how what to feel about that. What did I just watch? Um, like I know that he's trying to make that the climax of the movie. And oh, no. ding ding ding! No 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 no! But even though <laughs> it's there the is part of the, where the movie comes, there is a there is a pun in there for sure. But he is trying to make this the big ending. Yeah, the finale. And uh, but like, could he have not done that in a different, not so fucking weird way? I think it was just trying to be um, uh, artistic or avant-garde. I know that he was yeah, doing that. Artistic but, and um, but how did the editor not be like, um, sorry, uh, Stephen? <laughs> doesn't it seem like the way we've edited this movie that he's like got like um, sexually aroused and fucked his wife and come because he likes? As soon seeing? as he started saying that, Stephen <laughs> just went, "The cum stays," and then he left, slammed the door. <laughs> He's like, the only thing you can't touch is that. Yeah. <laughs> I edited that myself when you weren't here last night. This is my like, greatest work. It would have made as much sense if he had put himself into the flashback in the helicopter seat bang and his wife while the guys are getting shot. And he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I would like that. He's on the floor banging yeah. and watching in like 3D. Yeah, it's so weird. You're going to die. You're going to die. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pull the pin on that grenade. <laughs> I, I I don't wonder if I'm gonna I'm gonna look for I'm gonna look for articles, yeah. our reviews, our videos of him explaining 
Someone had to have asked him this question in an interview at like Next a festival. Question, Mr. Mr. Spielberg, please tell us your thoughts on that scene. Yeah. Please. Or yeah. anybody else. And he'd be like, it was Eric Banner's idea. Send us an email. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll tag you on our Instagram. And if you, if you ever listen to this, send us an email explaining your exact please. thoughts on the shooting, editing, and music. Because the music's crazy too. Yeah. It's super intense. Yeah. But then we still... That's not even the end though. That's just like him rekindling, quote unquote, with his wife. It's then, just the audience gets to see the yeah. horror of what happened. Yeah, like which everyone, unfortunately, well, fortunately, whatever. They wanted to see the outcome, right? Because you know they all died. I don't you know just if don't it's know better. How. I kind of don't know if it's better not to show it. Because like as the movie went on, do you, what they showed in the beginning, like couldn't they have showed that at the beginning and got it I out wondered, of the way? I wondered about that. But they you showed know the whole event. But part of it too was showing the, the Palestinian guys like, one or the one or two other guys who were like regretting what they were there to do. Like that one guy's basically in tears and they're trying to say, please don't do this. And he's like, nah! I and think fucking does them like that. It, that is powerful in itself to see because it supports what we were talking about before was showing both sides and they're not just straight evil people, but at the, just the way that this popped in at the end and the timing with the sex, that's he could like, have, he could have been having, <laughs> he, he could have been having a, he could have been laying beside his wife in bed, having a nightmare. Yeah. And then she wakes up and like, is like comforting him after he like screams and wakes up. Yeah. You could that have done works. it. You could have done it. That that's way. more cliche, but the way you show that scene at the beginning with the radio, uh, broadcasting, talking about the, the, what happens they're yep. like they're like everyone got away and then they're like oh psych everyone's yeah. dead and you're in the you cutting in the fucking helicopter murder shit right then yeah because then like we're talking about you're also humanizing the palestinians a little bit you're showing the both sides right um i mean it's hard to to, to humanize those guys in that moment it's pretty fucking atrocious but yeah. but you are doing a little bit of that like john said with the scenes showing that there is a difficult decisions being made by those guys and whatnot um and then you also have like a very good start with which to build your team and embark on your revenge movie yeah you could have skipped all of the stuff with them taking the compound and just open the movie with that one scene of of the incident like that yeah, we saw you don't at the need end. the compound stuff at all it does so well to build the israeli um athletes characters though not that they're characters in the movie but it makes you empathize with them more to show how they were i like that stuff and yeah. how they did try but and fight back and i guess you could have added this to the <clears throat> end of that stuff yeah. and then the yeah. mix of news that footage. could have been the end you could have been fucking coming watching the athletes <laughs> fight back that would have been better yeah he'd have like <laughs> yeah you could have come when that guy stabbed that guy in the head with a knife and stuff that would have been an excellent moment to pop yeah anyways so, it's just weird that oh! it's, it's just i just i wonder if that was in the screenplay i'm gonna go i you know what that's what i'm gonna go i wonder if the script influenced his go decision read this book vengeance and see if at the end he's like and at that moment he orgasmed yeah as the violence of he the also, his purple helmeted warrior into her all, quivering all, mound of love pudding <laughs> all the all, also like Gross. you have to take into consideration so he he w wasn't there there is no news footage of what was happening, so he couldn't be re-experiencing something he'd never seen. So this was him imagining. Yeah, he's fantasizing he's about it. Yes, fantasizing. Thank right. you. He's fantasizing about it while he's fucking his wife. Hot. Yeah. We've spent fifteen minutes talking about I this mean, fucking wife scene. I, I laughed. It's the about ending this. of the movie. That's why. That's the. It's, it is the climax <laughs> ending of the film. This is what gave me everything up before this, like we were talking about, and and I don't know if this is a call up or not. If we want to keep going, but we may as well. Um, yeah, let's we're, call we're it. moving along with things. The only other thing I had to say about the ending is that because every, everything else that happened, and then the weird sex scene, then his like conversation with Jeffrey Rush. I, I, I wish yeah and he's like you want to be friends he's like no you fucking turning your back on our country but and and he just i don't know like he doesn't seem to be very I understanding also, about that because like avner has been through some shit normal yeah. guy put through that kind of shit no wonder he doesn't want to go back because mostly he fears for the his his life and the life of his wife i would also, the whole team is off like that like you'd think you were next i, I would I also so. i would also take out tv cutting the mattress taking apart the phone like all that shit yeah that, they talk about that earlier in the movie too, where the guy's like, I, I used to work with a guy and after the job was finished, he slept in closets for, and he's still sleeping in closets. I, 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 I didn't like, come out of the closet. I would have cut a bunch of shit. I like the scene where he's carrying his kid and yep. then the car comes. Great scene. Yeah. I don't like the scene where he goes down to the fucking Israeli, uh, embassy embassy and screams at that guy. And he's like, I'll fucking tell everyone the newspaper. All that shit's bad. Cut, cut, cut. Yeah, don't yeah, need yeah. it. 
the scene with the him on the phone with Papa, maybe keep that. I kind of like that. He's like, you, no they, harm they will come so from hard. you. Yeah, they work so hard. But he to, also um, nods that there will be harm, just not from us. Yeah, exactly. And they work. They work so hard at, at the scenes to try and build that. Is is Papa giving their details just to other people and? They have to come back and explain it, which I didn't. You I don't need like that the, scene. Yeah. No, I, it seems weird that he can phone him. The vault, and then it seems weird that he can phone him too on a payphone and get a hold of that guy if he's yeah. so secluded and stuff. I know. It's the seventies. So here's Man. a question for you: the bomb maker, toy maker guy, did he kill himself or was he murdered? They never. They never say. Because he looks like he's they allude like, to that that happens with bomb makers that they. Do. But I thought he was murdered. That's my opinion. But that's just an opinion. Like I think you can make so your either, own opinion. So it's either murder. I think it's accident, murder. accidental bomb discharge that he didn't mean to happen, or um, he killed himself. And I'm going to the third one that he killed himself. Well, yeah, because you had Honeypot mm. guy die, the other guy died on the bench, and then he dies. I mean. He did they're, seem like the most kind of. He was uh, doing crazy things in his their, place. Their like, team, their team was being eliminated. Yeah, absolutely. So that's how I, that's how I took it. But I think it's left open. Yeah, I, I I kind of was feeling at the time that he was just too much pressure. So he's like, I'm going to put a timer on 25 minutes, and I'm going to see how many bombs I can disable before I blow up. And I'm okay. Like, I'm okay with it being open interpretation too. I think that's good. Okay, it's okay. fine. Yeah, I, I like that when people do that. Sometimes I feel like that's important. No, yeah, to do it that. doesn't need to be there. I mean, it's it's pretty. We can all assume that he was offed, but the fact that you that they don't say explicitly is is a good decision. Yeah, and maybe and maybe in in the historical records they don't even know. Hmm. Maybe that's why he left it open ended because faked his death because no one ever took credit today because no one ever took credit his for his Jim Hasbro. <laughs> no one took credit for his murder. It's true. All right, call it. Yeah, <sighs> this is going to be a hard one. This was a hard one to do because I think 80 to 85% of this movie is fucking solid. Yeah. There's so much good stuff here. It's just the weird ending. The weird ending. How can you not have a good ending to a movie where really what you had to do was have a guy show that he's going to be nervous for his family's safety forever because he's probably on some hit lists, that he's going to struggle forever with the things that he's seen, um, and that he's going to be eventually like gone from this... Israeli citizen to um, estranged from his own country mm. for both personal and professional reasons. Like that's where you had to wrap it up. It's really interesting, and, and they dropped the ball. And I just I have to decide now: does that make the movie not hold up because of the ending? <sighs> okay. I know endings suck. It's it's hard. It's so hard with this one. I've done other movies where I've 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 made the the, the poor decision. We did. I mean, fuck. We did The Exorcist not long ago, and I gave that a not hold up for the first half hour of the movie. So, am I going to let this one have a pass for being even longer and having some more unintentionally hilarious <laughs> moments? You're gonna have to come back to me. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm I'm wow. I'm, I'm, I'm razor I'm razor I'm, close. I'm right fucking now. the same man. I gotta be honest. I'm like right on the fence with this, Brent. No, you fucking. No, know. I'm just asking you. Are you on the fence too? Oh yeah, I was. I was, I was having a really fucking tough time coming into this because Fuck. the thing about this for me is that the pacing is a problem yeah. because it's up and down and up and down. It's not up and down nicely. It's like it goes from very exciting to like pudding, right? I'm yeah. I'm saying. I'm saying the the last twenty or thirty minutes don't work. No, I hear you. And uh, you don't like the fuck come. And I and I do like the thing where he shows the towers in the end. We never talked about that. Oh yeah. Oh, and uh, another cool scene when they go to find Hans on the bench where he's he's been killed in the bench. Yeah. As they're wa- I read, saw this in a thing. Uh, as they're walking up and they see his body sitting there, the lights on the bridge are on, and just as they're a few feet away, it all goes dark because it's it's daylight's coming, and it just. It, I don't know. It added this nice little mystery that I'd never noticed before, and then I, I re- that wasn't even intentional. I really like the the, the, how, the see. That's the thing about the subtlety, because even the way he shoots, they they obviously digitally put in the twin towers, but even how far away it is, and you can just barely see them in the distance, but the camera pans over there. That is a great ending. Yeah, I like that. But like, if he would have taken out some of the more heavy-handed and the sex scene and that stuff that would have landed even stronger 100 percent. it's a great way to end the movie you didn't even need a lot of the talk with that guy breaking bread and all that bullshit i don't even know if he needed that you could have had him walking through the park with his kid and the camera panned over to the twin towers you don't 
all that stuff at the end is like it's like almost repeating and reinforcing things we already know he's fucked up he's not going to go back to it he's scared for his life he's scared for his family we know we know we know we fucking know it's a downer when he flat out asks Jeffrey Ruff at least to come break bread with him and, and he says and no and he says no and then I'm like ah and it's a downer when he goes ah. in and threatens the Israeli ambassador yeah all that shit needed like the the, the all of the, the dialogue scene between him and his mom went on way too long you know how he gets out and uh, he goes and talks to his mom before yeah. he goes home? That shit was too long. The Jeffrey Rush interview with him was great. Yeah. Where he's, um, what do you call it when you're uh, finished a mission and you have to... Debrief. Debrief. I love that scene. And that guy came in and, and gave him a hug or whatever. And he's like, that's it. No medal. Yeah. Like I that, love that That scene. said all there was too about the disappointment. Where so you know what? I think Spielberg... Okay. Spielberg <laughs> fucked himself in the end here. Spielberg had a great movie and then he went and fucked it up at the end. He fucked it up in editing. This is not a Humpty Dumpty. This could be put back together again, but oh, it does not. It does very easily made yeah. amazing. But yeah. it does not. With, I, with, with the material that you have on the fucking. I'm going to say it doesn't edition. hold up then. Uh-huh. I'm going to say it does. It's not a Humpty Dumpty and it is, like John said, 85% good, but you Oof. can't blow it 15% in the end because that's what I'm left with. I'm now left with fucking 20 minutes of shit that wasn't good. So you kind of like negate all the shit before because this is what I'm left with. Yeah. And for those of you who are maybe listening to this as a first episode, welcome to the Death Fuck Show. Um, (laughs) Humpty Dumpty's when we refer to them are movies that uh, if we call it a Humpty Dumpty, it can't be put back together again through an editing process. This one does not like a Colin said apply to that. You you could edit it down a little bit. Yeah, it means you have a great movie. Yeah, it means if you took the footage that they had already, you could edit that into an like Brent said, a masterpiece of a movie. And this could have been done that way. But a lot of movies would have need to have rewriting, reshooting things that so those could not be just fixed by editing and this one could told this could have been so fucking good how can he blow it in the end the last this is minutes. where i'm struggling like i i 150 agree a little editing getting this down at least 20 minutes shorter but you could likely go even more he did it to himself so i say no does not hold uh, up i'm gonna give it a no and i regret it are you gonna think about this movie when you come next is this your fucking uh yeah this is my death scene like god damn it, I, I think it's, <laughs> I, think it's yeah. I think it's a big enough fuck up that it's it deserves to not hold up it is a big big fuck up it's a big misstep see so so i want to go back to another example again with the exorcist the, 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 the opening the of the exorcist sucked and then the rest of the movie was 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 good but not amazing. And the end is but it great. Wasn't, and the end, yeah, the, I like the ending too. But uh, overall, I, I didn't me. super love the movie The Exorcist because I'm not a horror fan. This movie, the 80%, 85% that I like, I really like. Mm-hmm. And I can deal with the slowest molasses pacing for me because the, the ups... It, it is a bit jarring. I won't disagree with that. But the action scenes are so fucking well done. And everything in this movie is so gorgeous to look at and so well acted. It's so hard because the ending is is really atrocious. The movie is in a lot of ways brilliant. Yeah, a lot of the stuff in and this it's an movie important is story to tell. Yeah, it's, yeah. Oh yeah, everything important it. and great. And like, while it's a great story, that while many tell. people might have criticized the the, the non one sidedness of this, the the evenness for both sides, the Palestinians and the Israelis, I, I appreciate that because you got to think back. Like, what started these conflicts in the first place? And it wasn't that Palestinians were a bunch of jerks. Their fucking leadership made some bad choices and their people got scattered and all they want now is a home to come back to. And that's that's got to be so difficult, like all things aside. And then the Israelis have had tons of loss of life trying to carve out their own spot in the world. So and have been like brutally attacked, too. So it's, a, it's crazy. So it, I don't want to get on one side or the other. And I liked how this movie, I could see where both were coming from. Right. After 100 years of this, it wouldn't take much. To, well, Abner to is them. the is that his name? Abner? Abner. Abner, Abner is the uh, is the uh, person who is um, is skeptical about his own side. And uh, at the end, he's even more disillusioned about his own side, which is the Israelis. And that's a great way of ha- how he told the story is to a guy who who wasn't a hundred percent sure what he was doing was right and then in the end he really he really started to feel that way like that was his arc was he started out as the Mossad you know the bodyguard to the prime minister like he's all in and at the end he's all out because he's like I don't I don't understand why I was doing this in yeah, the what first was the place benefit how did this benefit the world that is a great movie but he fucked it up <laughs> 
Yeah, but did he fuck it up enough? Yeah, did he fuck it up? That's enough? what I'm saying. The what ending never, is what I'm left with. All right, I'm calling clock on us. Yeah, go. All right, I think it holds up. It's so razor thin because the because the eighty percent is so good, and while the ending is a huge fucking letdown, a lot of the messaging still comes across in a in a really great way. And so I won't watch this movie often. But in like two or three years again, if someone's like, let's watch Munich, I would I would watch it because and now because I made such a joke of it, because that scene at the end, I would be laughing and not thinking about how much it's ruining what I've just seen. I, I watched <laughs> this twice in six weeks and both times at the end of the movie, I had a bad taste in my mouth. And that's not what you want. No, it's too bad. Like if it's you're going to fuck up, want. fuck up the start and but finish strong. Like I, thing. I go to bed. That, but is that enough? I go to yeah, bed. I go to bed else. mad. Not not like getting the messages overshadowed by the shit shittiness yeah i still get the message i just i think then the overshadowing it, it is it's, it's not great it's it's not what i would hope for from steven spielberg for sure Our but i just don't think it ruins it all the way for me yeah no i agree with <gasps> dun, 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 dun. john yeah um, I wanted to say it held up too. I just can't do it. Yeah. I can't. I can't. That's the thing is I'm trying to not to say it doesn't, but it really, it absolutely does. It's a good movie. It's a great fucking qualities to this movie. And, and the vast majority of it is magnificent. And it's just the stuff that's good is way too good to let that fuck come bullshit at the <laughs> end ruin it. Um. I would advise. It's just, it's just not enough. I agree that that stuff is a, is a huge letdown. I would advise people to fixed. I'd va- advise people that if you've watched this, watch it again. If you've never seen it, definitely watch. We it. should yeah. do hold up uh, cuts for movies. <sighs> I wish because we I feel could. like we could fucking edit a lot of movies. Um, just just fix a couple things. Even for this one, I think for this one, once he like arrives back in town, you you would edit it to have the drive by scene of the car, and then just fade it away, saying Avner worried about his family for the rest of his days, and that's it cut out all the well you gotta do you shit. gotta do the twin towers but thing. you do that like animal house where you show the picture and wild music and you're like avner never he could never fuck right again he could never fuck without horrible bloody images ever again yeah uh well what an interesting episode this has been um <laughs> i think we've we've never put more praise and said the word come more in one episode before and that's saying something hey yo <laughs> i so, think it is um so yeah d- definitely it's worth checking out <laughs> i don't know what else to say is it good i have, I have trouble and here's track. the thing too is let me tell you is this podcast suffered from the same problems that munich did and <laughs> the ending end it, really yeah. fell apart i'll tell you something though whenever you know why i decided to go with uh, not hold up just for myself personally is because whenever i am so conflict conflicted in in whether it does or not is always because i'm trying to convince myself it does when it doesn't yeah but that's my flaw that might not be yours but that's when i'm doing it it's just like i don't want to say it doesn't hold up and i've just got to fucking pull the trigger and do it yeah that was why it's a great movie you don't have to defend it's yourself a, i'm already. just saying that i think i'll come now that i realize that i'll come <laughs> I to i won't will. i won't come I all over the place <laughs> i'll come I'll, I'll be able to make that decision quicker now when i'm when i'm being on the fence <laughs> So you guys, I'll you, come as well. That's the yeah. <laughs> that's the longest it's ever taken you guys to come for sure. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> and what I'll think back, <laughs> it's weird because the movie does leave you with that bad taste in your mouth. But if I think back of the movie on a whole, I will think of all the good. And there were tons of exciting, intense, and yeah, great like you scenes. said, eighty-five percent. Yeah, try this movie's a spit, not a swallow. Nice, right? But everybody's coming still. But everyone's coming still. All right, tell your kids about the show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is why. This is, yeah, I love it. Okay, uh, we're going to sign this off now. Hey, I think everybody. that's for the best. That's great. All right. All right. All right. Uh, two to one, but I think all three of us are saying, yes, it's coming. Watch the movie. That's right. All right, cool. Let us know what you think, especially about that weird scene at the end. Podcast I hold up at gmail.com. And uh, it was great to have you. It's great to do this. Let's play. <laughs> We're going to go now. Bye. Enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. 
Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.